On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. I'm telling you, today is going to be fire. For some reason, it's like I'm like hyped up extra Ooh. today. Yeah. And and we just get so much good stuff going on with everybody's life here that it's like a lot to talk about and it's we, just yes. it, it's just gonna be a lot of fun we got jenny zach and matt as always hey everybody hi hello and um you know we're, we got the third segment we're going to talk about the things that everybody's going to do that's uncomfortable and matt and i may or may not have to eat sushi on this podcast <laughs> overcoming our fears <laughs> yeah. and also we both were in the bathroom like going we're literally like sick to our stomach thinking about it uh, yeah i was telling heath I, I was getting that same feeling of like when you're about to i don't know break up with your girlfriend or something <laughs> yeah. and it's like this sense of dread of something terrible about to happen yeah. you thought i was gonna forget didn't you yes i did you guys I, I believed in you, but like all like to pull back the curtain, we're starting this recording at 10 a.m. and I'm like, how? Where are we getting sushi at 10 a.m.? <laughs> oh, that's gonna be oh, okay. Oh, I to made eat. it happen. <laughs> that's I, true. I didn't think I, I didn't say anything on purpose. I was just and I didn't see anything. I've looked in the refrigerator and I didn't see anything, so I was like, I'm not saying anything. I hope she just forgets. I'm like, oh, you forgot. Yeah, I know, I know that play. Yeah, mm. no, I've got skills. I have resources. I have things written down on my paper calendar, and I would not ever forget this opportunity to have you both try sushi which is apparently Gosh. dreadful for it both is. of you. It is. A little bit of misery. Um, and then great. Zach and really was the one that had the, the biggest sort yeah, of fear yeah. challenge. I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've looked forward to talking about this on this show a lot more than probably anybody reasonably should, but I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. That's going to be a fun third segment. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Look what about you hating on me hardcore with my rings? You guys. Rings? Okay, if you follow me on Instagram... Uh-huh. This thing blew up. This is the most responses I think I've I've gotten in a while from men. So he, so I have a, a beautiful ring, mm-hmm. engagement ring, wedding ring, of course. whatever. Yeah. Um, Heath has a rubber ring, which uh-huh. is fine if Heath we, worked in an industry that required manual labor, <laughs> electricity, <laughs> being outdoors, yeah. or even if he just worked out or something. Yeah. You know, the, these are all reasons to have one of those sort of like more disposable rings. Sure. No, he, Heath is very much an indoor man. Uh-huh. He is uh, well, inside. I like. Okay. Well, okay. He does not, work. Yard I like work. My, well, I like, you know, cart racing, flying planes, stuff like that. Well, that's true. But like those are. That would not have be reason to wear a rubber ring seven well, days a week. At all times. Uh-huh. 
Maybe. Uh, so it was funny because I posted, I was teasing, I was, you know, kind of joking with him and saying, oh my gosh, Heath bought another box of those rubber rings. Like, how much is it for a box of rings? I don't even know. Okay. Know like, say, say I just keep four or five boxes. Right, exactly. Sure. He buys it by the four box. boxes. <laughs> and so he's got these boxes of rings and people started responding and say, well, yes, of course I have a ring like that. I am a plumber. Yeah. yeah. Of course I have a ring like that. I work uh, in, you know, the lawn care industry. Sure. Of course I have a ring like that. I am a, a power lifter. I'm in construction. My husband. Yeah. So okay. what's your point here? <laughs> um, my point is, it's probably the onus is probably on me to go ahead and get you a a, a legit ring. No, I don't want the legit ring. Okay. I already t- because see, I had them. I've had I've had two of them, and I broke both of them. That's okay. They're like the go thing because broke. Yeah. So like because it was like a gold. Uh, they had like a, it was a um, tungsten. No, it wasn't tungsten. You can't break tungsten. Um, oh, I thought you were that strong. No, no thank Aww. you, Lori. You're welcome. No, it was just a. It was like a two-piece ring, I guess, and uh-huh. I, I couldn't stop playing with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when I got the rubber ring, I don't play with it. So it stops me from playing with it. That's really the reason. I mean, the ring, the gold, other ones, I would take it off. I would flumber around my fingers, and I would constantly drop it. Constantly lose it. I would constantly be chasing it. It was an annoying habit. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there and I'm always doing it. The Hold this up rubber. the rubber ring for the camera for people who are watching. Yeah. Um, so that's a Rolex. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> wow. and that's a and then that's a rubber ring. Oh, the just hum- to be clear. The humble brag with <laughs> the rubber <laughs> ring show. Oh man. It, it's, I, I don't I don't play with it. Yeah. It's an annoying habit to be sitting there somebody just, constantly playing with the ring. It was just funny to hear so many men defending you and being like, Of course, you know, we work totally. in the, we, we have all these going. jobs and I was like, Yeah, that is not my husband. Wow. All right. But so, anyway Well you did get him an awesome trike for Christmas. Yeah. That's true. All right. We'll talk about that yeah, later. I, I, I do want to get back riding. to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first story we have, uh, it's time to start telling our friends how much money we make. This is an article out of Forbes. Talking about salary-related finances is awkward. It makes people feel uncomfortable. Something about disclosing the actual number of uh, amount of money you make is unfamiliar and foreign-sounding. Somehow announcing, I got a new job and I'll be making this much money a year over brunch doesn't feel normal, uh, for lack of a better word. It's strange when you really stop to think about it, yet it's hard to break the pattern. But break it, we should. Knowing what other people in your field get paid is vital to stop the gender wage gap, and negotiating is more likely to become second nature during the job offer process if we talk about our earnings with others. The only way to normalize the topic and consequently become more financially savvy is to stop treating it as taboo. What might, while that might seem like a scary concept, there are two easy ways to get started. And the two uh, are... are, are gone into a little bit more in depth here but for, for, for what we're doing set the precedent and affirm your worth those are the two things i like an awful lot about this um i like the bit about normalizing topics to make them less taboo um this seems like a very millennial idea i'm mm-hmm. millennial uh but but i didn't i didn't find this story jenny you did uh what do you think about this well, gosh, I love it. And it really goes against my natural oh, yes. instincts, right, babe? Oh, I'm yes. very private, though I have a very public life and things like that. I, I'm uh, traditionally very private. However, that has not served me necessarily. Yeah. And each time I have peeled back a layer, it has brought great, greater gifts into my life. You know, so uh, so sort of when I take a second shot at this particular article i think yes sharing salaries but also sharing struggles sharing challenges at work sharing you know i mean i'm not a believer of airing dirty laundry say on on facebook or something like that but in your intimate relationships i question why we are so private with those things and I've been really gifted here in in Dallas. I've been here for five years by a core group of girlfriends who have 
gifted me with openness that has allowed me to then be open and I think take greater risks in my own career and in my own life because I understand how they're doing it. So I, I really love the girl that says, hey, you know what? I have a podcast and I was able to figure out this technology or I, I was able to hire this company or whatever. You should do it too. And this is how much I got paid. And this for, is whatever. how much. And this is how much it cost, or this is how much I got paid. And I and I have a, a really awesome girlfriend in the media industry who I worked with on Morning Dose, and she has been this person for me. And, and it's shocked me every time she tells me I booked this job, I got this amount of pay, I was able to negotiate doing this. If you're looking for the same thing, let me send you my form letter. I mean, this woman is amazing. And, and to me, like that solidifies our friendship because she's not worried about me taking the job. She's not worried about me judging her for asking for too friend. much money or, or, or keeping it too low or me knowing about that. And it's, it, it's really, I mean, it's, it's taken me way too long to learn this <clears throat> lesson, but this woman has impacted me significantly because she was so generous and open. I mean, she even went so far as to say, hey, let me have my person who creates these media rate sheets make one for you. And that's, I mean, she will be my friend for life because that is uh, just opening herself up in a different way. So there's there are also practical uses to this article, but just like in a friendship sense, I think that it's really important that if you have built trust with somebody that you are open in that way. Well, see, and Jenny and I were, were like the exact opposite of that. I've, I've, I've always <laughs> been, always told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but I come from a world of 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 contract work, ten ninety nine, like building your own stuff, right? And commission, then, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so for instance, I mean, here's the thing: say I'm sitting there at twenty one, twenty two years old, and and Zach is eighteen years old. You're sitting across from me, and I'm telling you to come do a hundred percent commission with me, but I won't tell you how much money I make. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're not going to go want to go follow somebody for a hundred percent commission if, they, if they're broke, right? I mean, right. You you don't want to go take that leap of faith for broke mm-hmm. you, you're taking that leap of faith and risk for something more so like telling my story my thoughts and my where i'm at is something that i've had to do um you know over and over and over again so it's never been taboo for me but what is interesting is when people talk about these the wage gaps and all of that it has to do with nobody mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. it because nobody knows what people make yeah. uh-huh. so so as long as you let people get away with stuff then nothing's going to happen. But it, but until people start realizing and, and, and stop judging on whether people make less or more and just doing it for data purposes only, basically, talking to your friends and stuff and y'all talking about so you know the different fields, the what they make, all the public stuff is out there, you know. But, but isn't it interesting that you – I bet you found is people working in the contract-type world of things uh-huh. – easily talk about how much they make much more than the salary stuff so you talk about your friend with oh the content versus your your co- your partner or news anchor in the morning never would talk about it but contract people will talk much more open about that well and i was paid significantly less than my co-anchor at, yeah. at um, a couple of jobs ago i mean significantly less and there are different things that come into play such as his experience level or um you know how long he had been in that particular market but once i knew that was interesting to me, you know, because it made me think about, okay, who was negotiating my contract and did that person need to be on my team anymore? And did I need to, you know, maybe bring some new skills to the table so that I could get to his level? I mean, all these things were helpful. It's not to say, hey, I deserve that too. It's to look at, okay, so why is he being paid that? What factors go into it and how can I 
bring those same things to the table that he's bringing the, to the table so that I can earn that same amount. I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, being raised in tr- a traditional household. And I think that a lot of people will, yes, for sure. will experience this too. I mean, my parents really held themselves to, uh, you know, a private, confidential, classy standard. So with that, you don't speak about religion. You don't speak about politics. You most certainly don't speak about money. Mm-hmm. Um, because because and, and the meaning behind that is to not be braggadocious. But yep. what we're talking about here is just in, really in a helpful way. Yes. Like, hey, I was able to get this. And, and if you're my, my friend, then maybe you can get this too. Or maybe do you have some advice for me ha- mm-hmm. as to how we can really maximize our opportunities? And you never know until you get it out there and start learning stuff from people and putting it out there. And you, you're not going to learn stuff till you put it out in the world and you get what the world gives you back. So you got to go out there. And, and I, I believe it's time we share some more of those things if we want to work on closing those gaps, if we want to work on. And if you want to make sure you know what you're getting paid, you got to go out and ask for it. Mm-hmm. you got to go get ideas yeah. of what other people are getting paid for it in order to do it. And you know what? You've got to be an open person and willingly tell other people what you're making. That way it'll start coming back to you. Um, So we'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words. She translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com. Dot com promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. I guess I've learned that my wife doesn't think I'm a very manly man or something. <laughs> oh, after all babe, my over no, there are all kinds of manly <laughs> men. Yeah. You know me, and I you don't do care. mow the lawn. Yeah, that's um, true. You are manly in many ways. I'm just saying you're not swinging a sledgehammer, no, so you don't all. need a rubber ring. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> hey, out of all the men involved in the show, none, only one of us can fly a plane. That matters a lot. All right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, <laughs> that's a pretty manly thing, right? Yep. Yes, babe. Yeah. Didn't you have something, Matt, that you wanted? Oh, to... yeah. I was just, uh, uh, per our last discussion yeah. about uh, sharing salaries, I was thinking about this in regards to personal lives as well, because, um, I mean, I, you know, we do okay. My, my wife and I do okay, but we certainly are in a position where we're running a little lean right now due to vet bills and mm-hmm. uh, saving up to get a car fixed and things like that. Um, but we have friends who are lawyers. I got a friend that works in the oil field um, who are doing very, very well with their lives, and I'm I'm happy for them. But we run in these situations a lot where it's like, hey, let's all go to dinner, let's all go to a nice dinner, or let's all go and do this, or go out and uh, you know do this thing that costs a lot of money. And we 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 end up usually uh, I don't want to say making up an excuse, but just saying, hey, we'd rather just stay home tonight. But when in reality, it's like we just can't afford to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering if if it would be more helpful to just tell be honest and be like hey we're a little lean right now we're we're you know we're saving up for something or we're trying to get the house fixed or whatever like that and we can just cut away all the all the bs of just trying to make up excuses and just be like, be honest with people a little bit more i think people are a little ashamed to share that stuff oh man that's oh, a great I idea. Love i think that, that is yeah. great so much yeah. yeah i think that is i, I think it a hundred percent is without a doubt the best thing to do which say look i'm <laughs> 
I'm, I'm just trying to save right now. We got some stuff we're trying to get into, so we're trying to save every dime we get. They're, they're, nobody's going to judge it. Everybody's going to be like, dude, that's smart. That's and smart. Yeah, on totally. You. That's yeah. the thing, because the other thing that we'll do is sometimes we have this illusion that everyone's out there just living their best life and having no problems and going on vacations. And when somebody puts it out publicly that they have a goal to, hey, you know what? Our do- you know our, our dogs, our cats, our animals are our life. We want to pay off these vet bills. Or you know we're working toward this new roof. We're really excited about it. It's kind of inspiring for other couples yes. to say, hey, yeah. you know what? We should do that, too. Or you know what we've been meaning to pay off our student loans. Like there is integrity in absolutely in p- talking about those responsibilities. So I love that you brought that, that up. And yeah. I think and I think that people will show. I think it'll have a they'll have a lot more respect for you. Um, and I think that also it will open the door for if your friends and stuff are really going through something and they're not sharing it. Yeah. That when you're open with something like that, that it's going to open the door that. Maybe a possibility for you to help them through something tough because they may be open with you because they realize you've just trusted them to be open back yeah. and and not fear of judgment and whatnot. And I think it'll open the door to be able to help others uh, through some tough stuff as well. I, I think there's a lot of social pressure to, mm-hmm. um, I guess, you know, keep up with the Joneses is the old yeah. is the old um, adage. But you know, we've certainly been in situations where we didn't really. We didn't really have the money to go out, but uh, it was a birthday party, or it was you know everybody was everybody was going out, so we're like, all right, we'll float it on a card, or we'll just we'll 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 spend money that we were trying to earmark for savings, and then maybe we just eat ham sandwiches for, for next week right. or something like that. <laughs> when when and when we could have just said no, we're not going to do this, and we're going to stick to our plan, and we're not going to have to um, you know eat bread sandwiches for the for the rest of the month just just to go out this one time. Or yeah, whatever. and I think we just keep rolling with this. Yeah, I think this is two sides of it that this is a real this is a real issue, I think, in today's world. And it's a real anxiety that a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I believe that once you're kind of free and open with stuff like it really relieves you a lot of that. Yeah. Um, that type of, of fear and anxiety of anything, you know, and and, and I think that people really believe somebody's going to judge them a lot more than what they actually will happen, which will be a whole lot of respect of integrity and and things of that nature. Well, and I think a lot of times when you say, you know what, gosh, mm, we're we're at the end of the month, we're trying to stick on this budget. The people who you're saying that to are probably in that same situation and they're like oh thank you for somebody finally saying that this is the case and can we just do a game night yes you know can we can we please like split the netflix movie and all hang out and pop some popcorn i think that that can be a real relief when everyone puts down their guard um with those kind of things and it happens on different levels too we could be talking about a ten thousand dollar table to a gala in dallas we know that's a thing yep and and i know sometimes you know people get approached with that kind of stuff and they're like oh gosh i don't know that's a stretch but that's what my friends are doing and do we have the money to put toward this or it could be you know a night out for a beer and you're still thinking hey the 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 10 20 bucks i'm going to spend on this puts me over and and it's really a relief when people are open about that the other thing i think that it does with things like that is you tell your friend that and then they're like okay put that in the back of their mind the next time a side job comes up or maybe a project and they're like, oh gosh, you know, Matt's really skilled in this area and, you know, we've been looking for somebody. I wonder if he might be willing to work four hours with me on this project on a Saturday, make a little extra money. And I think that it can open up opportunities when we're just open in general. Well, I'm going to tell you this though. Here's the thing, Matt, is I know just as many people that quote unquote do really well that, that, that like when you talking about with your friends that you you assume and think you know they probably make more than you and your wife combined right and you know and, sure. and, and that's what you're 
um, but are literally just as paycheck to paycheck as you are. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're stupid with money when you're making $30,000, you're going to be stupid with money when you're making $300,000. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I think if we were... Uh, I think if we were just a little bit more comfortable with with setting our boundaries and saying, I mean, this goes back to a discussion from a previous episode, but just saying, here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I'm willing to spend. Here's what I'm willing to earmark for fun and stick to that and uh, and just be open with that with other people. Then I, I do think, like you said, I, I think it will lead to a lot of respect. And it may even lead to a situation where if I tell my buddy that and he's like, I don't care. I just want to hang out. I'll pick up. I'll pick up lunch. Let's just let's just have a yeah yeah. Let's a have good game lunch, night. You know, or or, yes. yeah, or let's do something else. You know, whatever. It, it can lead to other things. Yeah, I, I've had that happen with girlfriends, and I actually really love it. I think it's a relief when because I I feel like when they are open to tell me that when, for example, I'm trying to sell seats to the ten thousand dollar table or whatever, when they're open about that with me, I feel like um, they have a trust in me, and it just makes us closer as friends, and then. I get the sense that the next time I might be, you know, have something where I need to draw a line on, we have that comfort level. The friendship is escalated to a new level. Well, yeah. Ex- ah. Sorry. No, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. There. No. Yeah. Exposing that, exposing that vulnerability to somebody is so much more valuable than like dinner. Yeah. Like just, yes. I, yeah. Leaps and bounds. Like that's so, that's so much more of an exchange socially than just like, Hey, let's go out for a few hours. Um, that, that really matters to people. I think it's important. And I believe if you, if you really, if you if you really feel like an a mass amount of anxiety coming over you right now, listening to this, thinking that you would actually ever say that or you know do this, yeah, this is where you've really got to focus on yourself and understand it is insecurities and judgment on your behalf of yourself and and others that is bringing you to an anxiety about this, and overcoming that internally will help you be able to share that outwardly. You know, like I'm, I've I, it doesn't, I've always. I've always put everything out there. You know, yeah. I've never really been one to, to hold much, hold a whole lot back. Um, and I've, you know, when I started our first business, my buddy Brandon and I, uh, we lived in our, he was starting his too. And um, we literally went from month to month who was going to be covering rent or groceries because one of us had money, one of us didn't. Neither one of us have any shame over that and has zero shame over talking to each other about it um, throughout all of those times, you know, but we were there for each other in it all. And I believe that you're going to build, you know, I think deeper connections with people in general is what is missing. You know what I mean? In today's world, yeah. like the deep, real connections. And I'm going to tell you something. In order to get deep, real connections, vulnerability and honesty has to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be the facade. You can't not tell people. One of my good little things. You can't not. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> but that, that, that actually works. That actually does. does. It? Okay. There are probably better ways to say it, but. That'll work. Roll you you can yeah. tell people. Okay. That yeah. Would be the how better. about you yeah. can't yeah. tell people? <laughs> yeah. I like the can't not. That's better. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but but that's how you form deep connections. If you don't open up with people and you don't tell them, you know, if you're not honest, if you don't give some of those truths, you're never going to find the deep connections. I mean, yeah. Do you open yourself up to maybe be hurt by some? Probably. Yeah. But you know what's worse is be the what's worse is not having any deep connections. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. Well, and 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 if it comes around that that friend no longer wants to be connected with you because of that decision to we're using the example of stay home and save money save money well then obviously that's not the group you're trying to be hanging with anyway Mm. you know i mean your true friends will will sort of come to you and make it work and actually be inspired by your diligence yeah i i I think uh, i'm glad you brought that up matt because i think that is an absolute hundred percent something that should be i mean and you know um 
we'll get into it on on the next segment some as well. But Jenny and I, you know, as everybody knows, we were at the marriage retreat last week, and you know that was one of the biggest. That was one of the best things that I loved about that marriage retreat was we were in there with how many couples? You think? I don't know, maybe 10, 15 couples. 10, 15 couples, you yeah. know. And the vulnerability in the room is what was inspiring to me and which was so helpful was that, that people were sharing some of their trials, some of their things. And, and it it was so helpful because there was not a drop of even an inch of judgment that ever come across me. It was more like, oh, good, I'm not the only one. Right. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you know not, yeah. What I mean? you're not the <laughs> only one who's had marriage problems. You're right. not the only one who's yeah, been yeah. broke in their life. You yes. know, like, yeah, we've all gone through this stuff. But, it, but if, like, all of these people wouldn't have been sharing that, and then they shared the solutions they did with it, like, to a young couple sitting across somebody been married 15 years, you know, like, we're going, okay, that's not our issue, but you know what, now we've got that in our brain that they brought up and talked about their issue and what they did to, for the solution, well, Maybe if that happens with us, then we're going to have that solution mm-hmm. with it, you know. But the vulnerability was key in that room. It was amazing. Yes, I highly recommend if you guys have any sort of opportunities to go to something like that through through your church or any other community. I mean, it was it was deeply impactful for us. I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. And, and 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 getting away from the taboo, like like you've got to invest in your marriage and work on that, like. Um, you know, like Zach, you didn't you didn't graduate film school, and now you've never done any kind of work at all <laughs> yeah. on anything to educate yourself since then, right? I mean, uh-huh. you educate yourself daily on your podcasting and totally. all this stuff, right? Yeah. If you didn't, you go nowhere. So why do we go to premarital counseling and then we get married and figure out, ah, done, ain't got to work on this no more? Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy talk. <laughs> well, we yeah. wouldn't say that. We would say anymore. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. No, no, I get it. It's all the English language. Yeah. <laughs> Bahuo. <Bye-bye. laughs> mm. <laughs> all right, we'll come back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. <laughs> now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today kick off your boots or suit up the choice is yours welcome back to second shot on rncm okay everybody a couple of episodes we spoke about conquering your fears and you know kind of stepping outside the box doing something that you were a little bit afraid of Mm mm-hmm so so we all kind of talked about things that we're scared of so you know number one fear is public speaking except for in this studio where the number one fear apparently is sushi yeah yeah so so heath is a solid 50 percent of the cast yeah. is afraid of sushi. so <laughs> matt uh I'm about to vomit our producer matt and uh, my husband heath no it stinks horrible it this, oh. okay first of all <laughs> First of all, it does. This is all in your head because no, this is cooked it's, sushi. It stinks. It okay. Well, I guess if you I eat can, it, then it I won't. I can smell it. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You guys are so dramatic. <laughs> now, my s- dad literally called me this week because he listens to the podcast mm-hmm. to tell me, say, son, you ain't got to eat that sushi. <laughs> <laughs> he literally called me just, <laughs> he, called, Steve. he called me just to say that. He's like, Zero. son, you ain't got to do it. Your, your picture's on he the like, album, Mark. You don't have to do like, it if you don't do want. not do it. That's oh, not God. the Steve Oaks I know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I get my tasting from my dad, Oof. who won't eat so anything So here's the thing, either. you guys. Yes. I started on very, uh, you know, elementary sushi. Uh-huh. We have... A crunchy Cali roll, which means that there's not any actual raw fish in it yeah. at all. It's right. literally like no avocado, right? It's yeah. sushi light. I mean, it's a roll. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's basic. And then a shrimp tempura crunch roll, which means that the only meat that is in it is cooked just shrimp, shrimp, just Fried like shrimp. I serve all the time for dinner. Yeah. Okay, so what's what here? Okay, <laughs> he's so traumatized and angry. So the shrimp tempura. Is this one? I can see the shrimp. In the, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, it's are, the one. so, are you first, Matt? I don't know. Like, what are you? What are you throwing? You throwing me under you the bus guys. immediately? No, I was just asking. We only have a few <laughs> minutes a, left. Give this me this segment. Bongo. I want to get some sushi cam here. Going, yes. Just so yeah. got I need there. a trash can. Seriously? I can make that happen. I don't okay. I'm yeah, so just being so real. We, t- we told you guys how we, we were shooting this at 10 in the morning, and uh-huh. I, I promised last time, okay, I'm, I'm going to get the sushi. So I, in my mind, I was going to Uchi, and I was getting like top of the line. If you live in Dallas, you know which restaurant I'm talking about. Yeah. Top of the line, um, you know, professional sushi from the chefs and get like a whole layout with, you know, eel and um you know tuna and everything like that well whole foods didn't have that whole foods had the rolls that i'm guessing they made last night uh, oh great <laughs> well, you're making this even better Shit. it's just uh, <laughs> you guys i can't you can't uh, okay let me tell you what's right. in here let me t- no. these are all things i have served Hold for on. dinner i'm just gonna do i don't want to know what's in there i don't i don't it is what rice <laughs> and vegetables do you want me to go first? Uh, no, I'll go first. Ooh, I'll, right. also, I'll, I'll tell a quick story, too. Uh, I've had sushi, <laughs> let's say, once in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when my wife and I first went, went on our, I guess you call it our first date. Like We had, we had talked prior, but um, she brought her dog over to meet my dog, and we had a day where we went to the dog park and stuff like that. And then we went to dinner, and she said, I asked her what she wanted to eat, and she said, oh, I want to go to sushi. And me being a dumb man was just like, yes, let's go to sushi. Let's do that. And so I went and I let her order and I ate it and I was miserable the entire time, but I didn't let on. And then, uh, so I think I gave her a false impression of who I was on, the, on that first <laughs> date. Because after that, I was like, I'm, I got to be honest with you. I cannot stand this stuff. Um, so, all right. I'm not keep that f- camera on you too. Cause I yeah. want to see this face. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of what happened to our lights in there, by the way. Did the, the, yeah, I don't know. When I back my stop, side, stop, stop trying to sidetrack what you can look at you. Uh, oh, yeah. it, like he's literally, oh, what about yeah, lights? What about what's, what's going, going on over there? there? No, no, crazy. Crazy. We need that we need right. camera on you and you go. All right. One. So two. I'll do the, I'll do the, what I, what I assume is the avocado roll. There you go. Or the California roll. One, two, three. Go. <laughs> Poor Matt. I literally feel sick right now. <laughs> he is struggling, you guys. You can do it. He, got he, made, all right. he made that like throw up. Yeah. All Same. right. All right. Here we go. Mm. Yes. Bravo. <laughs> Munching it down. How's that taste? A little seaweed, a <laughs> little rice. <laughs> Rolled up. She lied. There's some really See, raw fish was in there. It, it's actually not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's really enjoying it. Mm. All right. Go to camera and look at it. Okay. I'm going to go. All right. All right. Hold on. Um, I really wish I could see in the booth. Oh, man. So, yeah. Part of my problem with sushi is. I'm a big texture person. Yeah, I am too. So cold, rice, um, raw fish. I mean, I know we're not dealing with raw fish, but 
I'm nope. also not a seafood person, so mm. yeah. Um, it sort of checks all the boxes of all the things that I that I <laughs> <Yeah>. don't like. <laughs> it does for me too. All right, Heath, you're up. Which one are you hitting first? I don't know what this is. I think that's a shrimp. Yep. I'm not eating shrimp two of them. I'm only eating one. Okay. I didn't, I didn't right. say. I'll right. eat the other one. I didn't say I was eating a whole sushi roll. <laughs> I said I'm I tried. Going, I'm going two. No, I'm. She get two on here, but I'm not eating two. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Babe, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that is the most miserable face I've ever seen on a human being. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It was not, you guys, that was a that was a <laughs> shrimp tempura roll. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. It was awful. Alright, I'm gonna go in for round two. All right, that one was okay. I, I I will say that one was okay. There was like a jalapeno or something in that. No. Mm. Well, there was something spicy in that. I guess I wasabi, know. right? Probably. Oh. Um, there's something crunchy and spicy in that that I that I thought was all right. Okay, so this is the oh. shrimp tempura. Oh gosh, I can see the seaweed. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm trying to swallow it, babe. You can do this. All right, here we go. <laughs> Trash cans on the other side, Heath. I want you to. Oh my god! <laughs> we got shows after this in the studio. Are we still on? <laughs> We're on. Oh, I'm Instagramming this whole thing. Right. So some people. Right. Oh, yes, that's done. Heath's got it he down. He did it. Oh. Ooh. Now let's talk about the better. Oh. Okay, we actually. Wait, hold on, Matt. You you get through the. I'm getting through it. All right. Let's go I like the first one better. Yeah, I will say. I, could, well, I could deal with that. I picked the worst one then. <laughs> oh. Now the be- the biggest overcoming of fear. Yes. Yes. Tell us. Let's hear your news. Uh, I Zach uh, got engaged. Woohoo! Oh Woo-hoo! my god! Yes. She yes. said yes. Finally. She said yes. I I did. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, I I this has been a thing for a real long time. I'm high school sweethearts with my lovely fiance, which I got to get used Woo-hoo. to saying. I know, uh, uh, Christine. So how long y'all been dating? She's the greatest. Coming up on nine years. It's amazing she stayed with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Seriously, I, most would have said by now. Yeah. You better ask. Yeah, I. Um, Believe it or not, that had something to do with 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 me asking. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, like I, you know, I think it's safe to say I've I've got a pretty pretty deep and vast fear of commitment. Yeah, yeah. I don't like <laughs> signing leases on a one year lease on an apartment because I'm just like <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to be in a year. I, they expect me to make this much money. What if I get fired? Like I, it's a problem for me. I really struggle with that. So. Um, Did you know, we've been dating for a long time and things have been always been great. And, and I just, I always wanted to date and I was like, you know, marriage is a whole thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to get into that. And, and for, for a little over a hundred episodes, Heath Oaks, every once in a while, we'll just slip in like, Hey, how's things with you and Christine? How's things going over there? When are you, uh, you know, uh, and a while back, um, probably about 10 or 15, maybe 20 episodes ago, uh, we're sitting here doing something and Heath just says out of the blue. Uh, he's like on his phone or something in between segments, and he goes, "Hey Zach, when, when are you gonna marry that girl? What's <laughs> what's going on? What's the plan?" Yeah, and and people had, of course, people had asked and said things, and I talked to people about it, and, and I, I I liked where we were, and I was like, I think things are good, and for some reason, of all people, Heath Oaks stopping me and saying, "Hey, what's the deal with this?" was enough <laughs> for me to go, "You know what? What is the deal with that?" And that's 
genuinely what really got the ball rolling. Not my parents, not her parents, not my friends. Well, that's because like, of people you've known forever. And so yeah, somebody you don't know right. as well, it's like saying, it's like, okay, it kind of... Yeah, that maybe. different voice. Um, yep. Yeah, and and that that was it. So I I talked to Heath and I talked to Jenny and and we talked about stuff and we worked out some things and they were very gracious. They helped me find a really cool uh, uh, gentleman in Dallas who could help me get a ring together, which was neat. I talked to her mom and got the family diamond on there, and I talked to her dad, and that was a whole thing. And we hugged and. Uh, ultimately, what it came down to was this trip very recently. Um, we went to Disney. She surprised me with a trip. Uh, six days in Florida. It was beautiful. And the first day we were there, I, I took the ring, and I, I, I we were at Disney Springs, which is like out uh, outdoor mall for Disney, and I found a really cool place after dinner over by this pier, and there was lan- like lanterns on the water, and it was really sweet. And so I found somebody to take, a, take photos of us, which was really mm-hmm. them taking a video. And I gave her a big hug, and it dropped a knee, and that was it. Oh, I love that you did it on the first day of the trip. Had to. Yeah, yeah. you had well, yeah, yeah, to enjoy the rest. Because yeah. it would eat me alive. at the oh, end, yeah. and then the guy's weird for the whole trip, and then the oh, girl no. sort of, yeah. if she's kind of expecting it, she's kind of annoyed that it hasn't happened. Uh-huh. Or, you know, I think that was key on your part, and I know that you had been kind of stressed about the details and how it was all going oh, to go the down. Details. Yeah. Did you find a good spot, good location? Well, there was a couple ways I wanted to do it. The good people at Disney are very helpful when you're talking about an engagement. Um, they, they they had some ideas for me, and ultimately a lot of them were like, have a character. Have, well, she likes Star Wars. Have Chewbacca there, and do it in front of him. I'm like, no, man. Like, I don't want yeah. my, this really <laughs> yeah. intimate moment in my life tied to Chewbacca. No. Chewbacca, no. Yeah, so ultimately what it came down to was like, listen, you're you're at Disney. Like, if you want, you can you can pay for a huge custom experience and go to dinner and do a whole thing. Or you can just find a place. It's Disney. For, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There, so anywhere would be good. Yeah, so I, I, right. yeah, when we were there, I just kind of looked out and found a couple spots. I thought, yeah, these might be sweet. And yeah, it worked out great. I got somebody to take a video of us. It was perfect. Tell me, was she su- surprised? She was. So uh, she, apparently, some people had mentioned to her, hey, do you think he's going to ask at Disney? And she was like, no. No, of course not. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, no, it's been nine years, years in. Hard. But I you know, know, I know. Decade. It goes without saying. Yes, I, I yeah. I, I, were you bit nervous? Of a, um, I was nervous about how I was going to go. I remember talking to you guys about it, yeah. and 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 I was I was like, I'm not nervous about what she's going to say. I know she's going to say yes. I think a, a good rule of thumb is don't ask if you think they might say no. Yeah, That's yeah. probably a good. Um, so I, I, you know, I said <laughs> I was nervous about how it was going to all come together, but it came together great and all worked out. And and I took a, a boatload of Heath and Jenny's advice. So if anybody needs help, marriage advisors over here. They, they got you covered. And ring advisors. And ring advisors. That ring you got was beautiful yeah, was. That and was so much meaning. Couldn't have done it without you. It was cool because yeah. that diamond was a family mm-hmm. heirloom. Yeah, right, right. family heirloom. Yeah, that's what's yeah, great. Her, her grandma's grandma or something. Like yeah, how cool is that to have like a great, your grandma's grandma's like ring diamond on your finger. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So we talked about this in the Second Shot podcast group about what is everybody going to do to overcome their fears. And mm-hmm. I challenge anybody to beat Zach's <laughs> overcoming a fear. Yeah. The fear <laughs> of mean, commitment and the asking He went big. Yeah. yeah, he went big. It was great. So and, and now, Jenny, what's your over... Can you give them your fear you overcame? Yeah, I'll tell you guys really quickly. Okay, so mine is really... I, I don't have any problem with public speaking. I actually really thoroughly enjoy it. Obviously, I've worked in news and broadcasting for more than 15 years. But um, someone at our church approached us um, because we're on the capital campaign committee, uh, or approached me. Um, after at the last I, minute, because I had to minute, stay home with Brighton. He had to stay home with Brighton. We didn't have anybody for her, so I went on my own. She's like, oh, can you speak to the group? And I was just like, um, well, first of all, I'd gotten a vampire facial on Thursday, and my face was really peely and crazy and red. A what? 
vampire facial. Yeah, quickly that's for an- people who don't know. Another story. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, they take it's your blood. That. It's okay. a facial. Yeah, okay. it's a facial, but they take your blood and then they sort of like inject it your, into your face. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to make you look amazing. I don't know if I've noticed a difference, to be honest with you. Mm. But um, I was looking real crazy that day. And I was like, you know what? I don't. And, and I also felt like I'm not going to be able to explain the Capitol Campaign Committee. I'm not educated enough on this. I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want to let our pastors down. I want to really, you know, nail it with this speech. And, and then I was really glad that I didn't do it because it was like a Joel Osteen got up and spoke. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. What, it was like his look like. It was like this oh, really, okay. you know, he had obviously prepared a speech. Yeah. And they asked me like last minute. So if I had spoken, I would have seemed really lame. But then I kind of had a talk with myself and I thought, you know what? You do know why you're part of this committee. You do know why you go to this church. You do know why this is important to you. Prepared speech doesn't have to be prepared. You can just speak from the heart. So I said. Well, but we had two other. So we had a couple of dinners time, to go to with it. And so at one of the dinners we were at, um, you know, she was still nervous. But also I got up and I, and I spoke at that one. It was at a house with like 14 people there maybe. And so, you know, she was still all nervous about it. So I got up and I did it and I gave a little speech, blah, blah, blah. Well, they and didn't then, ask and then, me. Well, well because you said, said no. no. Yeah. <laughs> So then she was like, her overcoming fear is, okay, the next one, the next meeting we have with it, she's like, I'm going to do it, right? And so we go to the next meeting. So we go to the next meeting. Remember, the first one, intimate gathering at a home. 14, 15 people. The next gathering at one of the nicest country clubs I've ever been to Mm. with a huge galley of people, all of the biggest donors from our church, everyone dressed to the nines. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. know, 60, 70 people. (laughs) Um, So anyway. she had to get up and speak. So I had to get up and speak. And and I actually, so I did it. And I did it with the podcast in mind. If I hadn't made that challenge and commitment to myself and to all of you guys, I may have stepped aside on this one. But I was like, you know what? Zach's about to get engaged. Matt and Heath are about to eat sushi, so I'm going to speak to this yeah. group. A lot and of big things are happening. Actually, yeah. went really well. Yeah, she killed it. She slayed it. They, I mean, she was literally on point, which it, she always is. It never, you know, yeah. it's her fear in her head with it all. But we, uh, so we don't take like five hours on the show. What I, I will say is, that I think, uh, thank you for making this challenge. I think it was, it's great, and I think it's a reminder to know that. I hope everybody out there like. Do something to challenge your fears this week, right? Yeah. Like, like go out and challenge that fear and put yourself out there. See what you learn. I've yeah. learned I'm never eating sushi again. <laughs> I mean, it's a very clear, That's right. not going to happen. Yeah. So, look, I can I can say I didn't like it, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I made it through. All right, so yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and look, Zach, she said yes. Uh, yeah, she stayed around long enough. She's a saint. <laughs> Yeah, she's the greatest. Yes, and yeah. you did it. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I was a jumbling mess when I got down on the knee. I I, I was never been oh, so. I had a whole speech and none of it happened. No, nope. yeah. <laughs> nope. that's what sounds about right. And in the moment, I was just like, nope, got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go overcome our fears this week. Uh, where can they find you, Jenny? JennyAndChando.com. New blog post. I hope it inspires you. It's all about affirmations, and also Jenny and Chando on all social media. At Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to be in that Facebook group too. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. So come on over, join the conversation. Uh, Matt Stoker1 on Instagram. Don't at me about sushi. And <laughs> <laughs> he don't set ignorance on fire on all those platforms. I love you all until next time. See you then.
station for premium talk radio.